One step forward, one step back. Man United still yet to secure a victory at Old Trafford this year with a disappointing 1-0 loss to Arsenal. Hector Bellerin's penalty was the eventual difference between the two sides yesterday. It's back to the drawing board. Not so happy days, right, Max? Yeah, hey, how's it going, Chris? Um, yeah, you know, the highs and the lows, man. That's, that's, that's what it is. Uh, first win for Arsenal at Old Trafford in 14 years. Um, disappointing game, <laughs> to say the least. Man, you know how much I hate listening to Arsenal. Yeah. I can't stand the supporters, and especially <laughs> given the circumstances, we were, we were we were riding such a high after that Champions League uh, performance. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I stayed clear from all the Arsenal fan TV reactionary stuff. That's uh, didn't 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 want to touch that after this game. No, it was not good for my mental health. <laughs> <laughs> it really wouldn't have been. So let's break it down. Let's talk about the lineup and how we set up first. And surprisingly, Ole went with another diamond this time around. Yeah, um, super surprising, um, given in what my opinion was not a good performance, given the formation against uh, RB Leipzig. Um, I think early on against RB Leipzig, we felt uncomfortable. Uh, We struggled playing out from the back. And when we were getting pressed, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't really create anything. And I think we saw those same themes here against Arsenal. I think we looked uncomfortable on the ball in this formation. We didn't necessarily know how to build up play. um, And we rarely got into Arsenal's half and we rarely threatened them. Um, Just, I don't know. I just think that Ole got his tactics wrong for this game. And I think Arteta uh, kind of, he kind of set up his team to press a little bit, which, which uh, you know, we struggled with a lot. Yeah, speaking of the diamond, um, I think both, both of us were pretty optimistic looking at the lineup beforehand. The thing with a diamond is that it's very risky and we're basically gambling that we won't concede. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, I think we're very vulnerable, right? The trade-off with the diamond, I guess, would be more promising attacking faces. And I think what we saw this time around with the diamond is what would have happened had RB Leipzig uh, scored or had an even better chance to score on us early in the first half. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting you say that, Chris, because I actually associate um, the diamond formation with better better soundness in defense. I think that when we're when we're playing in a diamond, I think that we're more uh, compact in the middle of the field and we don't spread out so much and so we're not necessarily caught on the counter as much um, and I think the reflection of that was in the RB Leipzig game when we defended really well um, and here yeah you're right Arsenal did you know break us down they had they had a few chances I know we disagree on the clear cut you know, the degree of clear-cut chances they had in the first game. But, you know, from what I recall, I think that their really good chance was um, Bayerin crossing it in to the far post and Obama Yang not getting on the end of it. And then when they hit, um, when they hit the crossbar, uh, I think those were their two, two good chances. But other than that, not, not much. I, I also remember the 
Lacazette swing and miss. I believe Lindelof had a slight touch. Yeah, he did. I I, yeah. I just saw the highlights and I because I wanted to see what you were talking about and he and he did touch it. So it's not like he he swung and missed. It, it it never got to him in the first place. It was very close. <laughs> I, I I thought for sure Lacazette was going to tee, tee it up and snatch it home. And also the Saka header, the Bruno Saka header. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that was poor defending from Lindelof and Basaka. It to be to be honest, it's I think everyone it was a mental thing. Everyone was switched off for some reason. Yeah, I think I'm not sure if it was complacency. Was it? It's 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 confusing because in the PSG and the RB Leipzig matches, you could tell that the boys were sharp up for the task. Sharper. They're sharp. Yeah. yeah, they wanted it. This time around, not so much. Yeah, definitely. Um, that like that that was a, again another another clear theme in this game, and it was addressed uh, in the post game by 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 Oli as well. Is you know, I mean, the the boys just were not sharp out there. They it didn't seem like they really wanted it. Um, you know, Arsenal looked the although Arsenal, in my opinion, were not that great, but they were sharper than us. Um, but which, it's not saying much because we were not sharp at all. We played terribly. Um, it's just so disappointing after a, after a good performance, or at least you would think would bring up our confidence against RB Leipzig. We just we just crumble in this game um, from start to finish. Just very very disappointing. I totally agree with you with the point that Ole got his tactics wrong. If anything, Arteta nailed them. And credit to Arsenal for their tidiness. I think they when they had their chances on the counter. It, they were very tidy with their, their movement, their ball movement. Yeah, and and I think a lot of that is can be credited to Thomas Partey. He he's deceptively fast as a as a holding midfielder. Yeah, um, I was very impressed with his performance. Yeah, very very good performance. Um, you could say that it was Paul Pogba esque. Um, if if <laughs> Paul Pogba could could play at that at that standard, unfortunately he can't these days. But yeah. Um, you know, no Thomas, no party. I mean, he was, uh, he, it's, it's clear he bossed it in the midfield, um, you know, played well defensively and then had a couple of good striding runs um, going forward as well. Picked some good, you know, had some good passes and some good breakup play as well. I mean, you know, the complete midfield performance, uh, he looks a really, really good player and, you know, kind of a bargain. I, I think it was like 40 million that, that, that they bought him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he looks really good. Great piece, of, great piece of business by Arsenal. Couldn't be us. And couldn't be us. Could it, could it be us? <laughs> us? Never, never. 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 Let's talk about their centre-backs. Gabriel and Holding thought they were very solid. I mean, anything's an improvement over Socrates, Gabriel Luiz, and Mustafi. I, yeah, credit. The only, only thing suspect, Rob Holding's hairline. But <laughs> come on, man! You you don't got to do that to him. <laughs> that that's come a on. Come, that, that's low hanging fruit, man. We're this is not a slander <laughs> podcast. We appreciate all soccer players here. Come on, man! That's just disrespectful. Rob Holding, if if you're listening to this, because I know this is a really big podcast, I apologize for Chris and his very uh, <laughs> not nice word. Hey, man, we got to stir. Yeah, up. right. To maybe, maybe get more talk. listeners. Um, but yeah, sorry. So, so touching on the, on the center backs, I mean, yeah, you know, they, you know, they did a job, but again, it's, it's more of a testament to the fact that we couldn't really test them. I mean, it's not like we were bursting down the field, creating chances and putting them under pressure. I think we saw this, 
the Arsenal center backs, a lot of the times, their main function was breaking up the holding play. Um, a lot of the times we tried to get the ball up to Rashford or Mason. And um, I mean, you know, the center backs were just more physical and the ref decided not to call a lot of them when they could have been fouls, let's be honest. Um, but they, they, they got the better of, of Marcus and Mason in those situations. Um, so yeah, they were, they were pretty solid in, in that sense. Yeah, on the note of refereeing, Mike Dean had a bit of a mare in that match. We'll talk about the potential second yellow card that Gabrielle should have had. Yeah. But before we move on to that, let's talk about our midfield. So Bruno, Fred, Scott, and Pogba. So I remember Bruno having to drop deep a lot to see the ball. Yeah. And that was a huge issue. Absolutely. And we were quite struggling, and there's a severe lack of possession. I, I would say players like Bruno and Pogba need the ball as much as possible, right? And what can we attribute that to? And Fred didn't have the greatest match either. Maybe we can break down, maybe discuss our midfielders' performances. Yeah, well, I mean, it kind of seems like we have an abundance of riches in the midfield, but nowhere else on the pitch, right? We have a ton of midfielders, and it seems like Ole is constantly switching up the midfield, trying to find different partnerships, seeing what works. Um, you're right. Uh, to the point of, of Bruno dropping back, getting the ball, I think he was frustrated that we weren't getting the ball up. And so his solution was to drop back, get the ball there, and then try to play forward. But with that, Bruno wasn't where, he, wasn't where we needed him to be, which is finding those pockets of space further up the field and then, you know, kind of being a menace and then creating those chances that he's he's best at right um and yeah man i mean for your right fred not not a good game um a couple mistakes um that led to arsenal on the break a few times um didn't really give us anything forward going forward like usual and defensively wasn't that great he was okay i guess um and yeah and pogba just another disappointing performance for him um obviously compounded by the fact that uh you know, he gave away that silly penalty, which we're going to talk about. It's a huge talking point. But, yeah, Pogba, disappointing. I mean, I think, do we make the argument that Pogba shouldn't start? I think he's better coming off the bench, honestly. It really depends on how Ole sets up. I think it's a matter of we have the talent. Clearly, we do have the talent. It's just that maybe we're not using our talent effectively at times. This is another managerial thing. Yeah, it too. comes down to the manager for that. That's for sure. Right. It's it's all his responsibility to to extract the best out of our players. And I don't expect every manager or any manager for that matter to to get the tactics right all the time. Right. They 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 can make mistakes. And maybe we can talk about how we changed a little bit in the second half. So I think we ditched the diamond after the break. Pogba went to some sort of left wing, left center midfield hybrid. It's, it's a position that you've mentioned earlier that he occupied during his Juventus. Juventus Very days. successful at Juventus in that position. Yep. Yeah. It, it looked like we had more intent coming off the break, but it, it la- that lasted around 10-ish minutes, in my opinion. What did you think about the, the formation change after the half? Yeah, um, I think I think we looked a little more promising going forward. Again, we didn't generate too many better chances, to be honest with you. 
Um, but I think we look better. I think we look more comfortable with possession, with ball retention, um, slightly sharper. But again, in general, the sharpness just wasn't there uh, for that game. Um, but we looked a little better. I think we did let up a little bit in terms of our defensive soundness, in terms of our defense. Um, I think Arsenal caught us on the break a few times. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's, again, it's slightly better, but nowhere near the level we need to be. Definitely not the level that we need to be at a home match against Arsenal. If you think about it, I think Arsenal had a very solid away performance. They soaked up pressure and they took their chances. (laughs) Ironically, they beat us off a penalty. Yeah, should we touch on it? Yeah, let's talk about the penalty. So So as soon as I saw Pogba running in towards Bellerin, I just knew. I I definitely knew what was going to happen. I mean, just a silly... And it just frustrates me for us to lose like that. Because, again, I don't feel like Arsenal created amazing chances and out, outclassed us. I just think they were, they were just better because we weren't that great, right? And we give away this just silly penalty where Pogba clearly knows. I mean, if you think about it, the ball is just outside of the box. Um, and Pogba is looking at the ball, but he also looks back and sees Bellerin kind of just over his shoulder. So he's aware that Bellerin is over his shoulder. And the ball gets played in behind Pogba to, in the space where Bellerin can run in behind. Pogba knows that Bellerin is running in behind, but yet he still decides to make that lunging tackle um, and, you know, slightly touches him. And Bellerin is going to take that chance every day of the week, and he's just going to flop. And, I mean, I, you know, I don't blame him. Every player would flop in that, in that situation. Um, but just, yeah, a silly tackle from Pogba. It's just such an easy call for any referee when inside the box, the momentum of a defender just rushing in like that, very clumsy. Yeah. And, and did you see Paul's quote after the match? I think he said it was a silly challenge. He admitted it was a silly Yeah, challenge. he definitely owned up to it. <clears throat> he owned up to it, but you see, he, he mentioned something very interesting, something about he's not very good at defending and maybe he's not very well suited in those situations. So, does that beg the question? Like what, what, how do we use Paul? How do we extract the best from him? We talked about the left wing, left center midfield hybrid, but does that work? I, will that work again in a diamond? Or it's a lot, it's very confusing. Do we not have the personnel for the diamond? Because the, I, I still thought the midfield four, you know, at least Bruno, Pogba, Fred, and then maybe rotate either Matoni or Matic. That's not a... That's a pretty solid midfield combination. Maybe we're just not used to the diamond formation as well. This is our second time running with it, I believe, yeah, right? Um, yeah, no, like, don't get me wrong. It's some solid players in the midfield, but if they can't play well together, then there's no point. Um, I think it's pretty clear that we're not comfortable with the diamond. Um, just, like, terrible performances against Leipzig and in Arsenal, again, Leipzig, we kind of battled it out until we scored a goal. Um, and then we sort of switched our formation and then uh, Leipzig coll- collapsed and we scored and all that, all that. All that's good. But in this case, it's more evident that the formation didn't work at all. Um, again, I think Ali is, in a sense, his hand is forced because he has a ton of midfield players and not many wing players 
where not many wing players he wants to play. I mean, Dan James didn't even make the squad. Um, Mata is Mata. He's, you know, God bless him, but a bit of an older guy, not necessarily going to make those darting runs down the wing. Um, so I don't know, man. I think, I think, I think we're going to see the diamond again, to be honest, because again, we have lots of games coming in and I think Ole wants to rotate the squad and putting in a diamond is an effective way of doing so because we have lots of midfielders, but Pogba, I don't know. It's, it seems like we've been talking about this for a while now. Where does he fit? Um, where can we make the most of him? But right now I think we're, and I don't get me wrong. He's a fantastic player, world-class player, but I think right now his best position would probably be the bench, to be honest. I don't think he makes the starting 11 with uh, the performances he's put in. I don't even think that's a hot take either. I know. It sounds like one, though. It sounds like one. And I'm a... Maybe a few months ago. And I'm a big Pogba stand, right? Don't get me wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he's our best midfielder by far. But for whatever reason, it's just not working for him in the midfield. And whether that's him not being played in his ideal position or him just, you know, having his mind elsewhere, thinking about another club maybe, I don't know. But... What I do know is that when he is playing, he's not performing really well. And uh, I don't know. I think there's hungrier players on the bench that uh, could get a start. This just this is just another piece of evidence that Paul can never be the main man at, at a club <laughs> or any team. Uh, I don't know. I... There is just too much expectation, too much expected from Paul. I mean, he just gets slammed in the media constantly, right? I mean, he has a bad game and he gets slammed by the pundits. Like, again, like, and I guess by us, if you want to consider us pundits. But it's just, yeah, Brothers. we're not there yet. But it's it's just like, <laughs> but it's, it's just, I'm, I don't know. It's just a bad situation. I'm sure he wants out, to be honest. Um, I, th- I think his mind's probably slightly elsewhere right now. Yeah. We all wanted to work out. It was just it was just meant to be as well. But I, I had I kind of thought about this. It's not like Bruno had a great game either, yeah. but the way that Bruno has been playing, I feel like the impact that we wanted from Pogba we're actually seeing in, in Bruno. Maybe I touched on this a couple episodes ago, but what we expected the the amount of contributions um going forward. Bruno is actually meeting those expectations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's kind of he's 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 been our golden boy, and I think he made the Premier League uh, team of the month as well, which is well I mean, deserved. Well deserved, well deserved, but it's pretty funny considering that he made it on a team that is fifteenth place in the league. Um, <laughs> I guess it's a testament to to, to how good he's been. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, here we are. Um, Seven games in? Six six or seven? I believe two wins, three or... Six. We, yeah, two wins, one draw. And yeah, six games eight. in. So six. six games in, 15th place. Again, it's early, but... Way early. And also, I want to highlight, and Chris, we've talked about this off the podcast. Um, <laughs> we've played Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, right? Those are some those are some tough games, uh, and on top of that, we've played PSG and RB Leipzig in the Champions League midweek. So, a very 
you know, I would argue the toughest schedule in the Premier League so far. And we didn't necessarily come out of it with the best results, yes, but um, maybe this prepares us better for the upcoming string of games, which are a little bit easier. And no, again, no game in the Premier League is easy, Chris. I know that, but it's not Arsenal. It's not Chelsea, right? It's the likes of Southampton, West Ham, Istanbul, Besiktar, whatever they're called. <laughs> you know, it's. I think it's an easier stretch of games. So hopefully, we can build some momentum going forward. Yeah, on that note, it's it's very fair to say that after the Tottenham match, I think we would have been very happy with these results that we just had. Yeah. Despite, despite the loss to Arsenal. However, it's, it's obviously it's very frustrating to see what this team is capable of and they just, they just lay a yeah. nose egg on Sunday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Against Chelsea too and then against Arsenal again. So, yeah. Chelsea, yeah, I think I can forgive the Chelsea's performance but the Arsenal one... <laughs> Definitely not. That was that was atrocious. Needs to be better, of course. Yeah. Much, much better. And I totally agree. It's, it's still way too early to decide. I think the biggest, I mean, the soonest we can actually evaluate how we're doing the Premier League would be New Year's. Yep. Halfway through, I'd say. It's too, too early. I mean, people on Twitter, they're Clamoring for Posh to man, come in. the I pundits too. The pundits football. too. They're all they're all talking about Posh because Posh made an appearance on Sky Sports, I think. Uh, I, I I really do think Posh is secretly waiting for the Man United job. Yeah, you think so? I you, really do. You, think you, that. You, do you think that's yeah. why he's 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 resurfacing now? Uh, I think it's because he smells blood. I think he easily could have taken a job anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. By now, it's been a year already. Uh, I think a full year since he. Has been yeah, sacked. I think there's no secret. I think it's obvious he's been offered jobs, and he kind of said that he's been waiting for the right opportunity. Um, and yeah, I mean, teams have definitely, definitely expressed interest for Poch, but I think he's looking for a big project. And yeah, he's he's just a dude waiting to swoop in once Ollie and Man United break yeah. up. But uh, yeah. it's it's slightly it's slightly un- you know like I said the highs and the lows how quick things can change right I. Again, after the game against RB Leipzig, we're, we're, we're in fairyland with, with magical flowers and hopping and skipping. And we love Ali and this team's so good and Marcus Rashford and the potential we have. And then, and then we lose against Arsenal and all of a sudden it's, okay, how long does Ali have, you know, if he keeps this up, uh, is, you know, his job on the line, which is just, I mean, again, a little reactionary, a little, a little over the top, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's where we're here. Exactly. Well, that's, that's why, why we that's why we don't do our broadcast right after the game because we would we would probably dive into that a little bit more, right? Yeah. Could you imagine oh. recording right after the match? I I think I would. Yeah. I think uh, it probably would. You were definitely in your feelings. Uh, we were we were messaging after the game, and um, I think uh, there's a little there's a little tension there. You know, I think uh, <laughs> I, I I think you needed to cool down a little bit. I just hate losing to Arsenal. It's it's personal. Would you say that Arsenal is so the Mike, team you, that you hate losing to the most in the Premier League? As of now, yes. Because I, I guess the... Obviously, I would hate to lose 
against Liverpool, but it's sort of deserved because Liverpool has a much better squad than Yeah, Liverpool. yeah, no, of course. Yeah, but it, it just feels, even Chelsea, Chelsea and Arsenal are sort of Yeah, because same. they're beatable, because they're beatable. Um, Absolutely, they're not No, exactly, and like, like, li- like Liverpool good. and City, like if we lose, like yeah, whatever. They're expected to beat us. Like they're they're better, right? But teams like like Tottenham, uh, Chelsea, Arsenal, like you know, like they're they're not crazy good at the moment. Like they're beatable teams. And then I guess add to the fact that Arsenal has that crazy fan base that they have. Um, and I would argue Chelsea as well, except just on on Twitter, right? Maybe maybe not a big YouTube channel, but uh, still pretty delusional nonetheless. <laughs> Yeah, I think Arsenal supporters can actually take the gold medal in, in, in the in the worst fan base on yeah. Twitter, even more so than Liverpool supporters. I think the the Twitter the Twitter mans on you know the Chelsea and Arsenal they're they're especially the most vocal. I in agree. My opinion. But that's that's all toxic. You know? We have. To <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, man. <laughs> Very toxic. Oh, also, quick shout out. Uh, chat. We have a Twitter account. Please drop. Yeah, no tweets on there yet, but it's coming. <laughs> we're oh, we'll we're get getting there, there slowly but surely. All right, let's 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 move back to the match. Um, we're almost finished talking about the match, but there was one. There's another thing that I wanted to discuss. It was the second yellow card that should have <laughs> been given to Gabrielle. I was dumbfounded. You know, Mason absolutely burnt him. On the on the right wing, I was shocked that he didn't get booked. Yeah, yeah. that would have been booked. Yeah, no, that in the first half too. Right? That's a yellow card offense every day of the week. I think Mike Dean just didn't want to give out a red card. He just just for I think it just would have hurt his ego to give a red card. Um, I think he knew Mike Dean was handing out yellow cards like it was candy <laughs> Halloween. I know, shots. and then he doesn't give a yellow card there. It doesn't make any sense. I think he obviously knew that Gabrielle had had a yellow and that just that just factored into his his decision there's no other way to explain it it was clear yellow um yeah mason burned him and he brings him down near the box too like come on man yeah whatever mike dean he's just known for these questionable questionable bookings or non-bookings let's talk about our subs fandabaic and Cavani. i feel really bad for those two, um, I think it's a tough ask to be thrown in a situation yeah. like that. Couldn't I give us much, man. But we that. we had a chance yeah. though when Van ben, ben Beek came on, right? Um, when Van Beek and then he crossed oh, it yeah. in. It went off um, one of the defenders. Um, who was the defender? It, it it deflected off of them. Was it was it Tierney? And then okay, it, yeah, it, it was it, it was Tierney, and then it, it like hit hit Leno in the in the face and he had and he had no yes, idea yes. about it and then he goes that could have easily been a goal like Leno had no idea about it he just it just hit his face and then hit the post like that, that yeah. that's unlucky that should have went in I mean it would have been a lucky goal granted yes but it's unlucky that it didn't go in it's just one of those yeah. days I mean but like but again another positive contribution by Van de Beek yeah, again, he comes on and, uh, again, it's hard. like you said, it's tough to come on in that situation this, and with Cavani as well. I mean, Cavani, we haven't really seen anything from him because he just he's coming on in like the last 10, 15 minutes and he doesn't, 
he doesn't really get a feel for the game. And I feel like we don't get a, we don't have a feel for him as a player either. Um, so honestly, and I'm going to skip forward a bit. And I hope, I hope that we see a, I think it's a perfect opportunity for a Donny van de Beek start and a Cavani start midweek against Turkish, against the Turkish side. Yeah. Let's talk about predicted lineups. I think Ollie's going to go for the diamond again. We'll bring in Van de Beek at number 10. Marcial and Cavani up top. Give Marcus and Bruno a rest. Maybe we'll see Matic start. He didn't start in our against Arsenal. Maybe he'll be starting the European matches. Pogba, oh, I don't know. Well, I, mean, I think Pogba really does play. I think, I think Pogba does play. I think, yeah. Do you think he I think starts? starts. Or do you think he's, he's, I think Ole wants to give yeah. him a, a little bit of confidence, and I think he's going to start Pogba. Um, I think, yeah. uh, I think honestly, I, I don't think we go for a diamond. I, uh, I do think mm-hmm. Cavani starts up front, but I think it's going to be more of like a, like a, like a four, two, three, one situation. Um, I think, okay. I think Mata and Dan James are probably going to, are probably going to start as well. Yeah. I mean, why not? Think? Right. Like let's get some rotation in the squad. I mean, this is a game that's winnable with not having our best players on the field. Like, you know, again, we shouldn't take this game too lightly. But I don't think always going to change the back line necessarily. I think I think Aaron Wan-Bissaka, um, Lindelof, Maguire might get a rest. Honestly, Tunzebi might start, um, and then Luke Shaw. Yeah. I think he keeps the back. You know that back four, Tunzebi, whatever. Um, but again, and then plays uh, Pogba. I think Bruno's going to play. Bruno Bruno always plays, uh, even when I think he shouldn't. I think Ali plays him. He, you know, we need some goals. He'll play him, and then probably Fred again, right? I think that makes the yeah. midfield, and then yeah, Mata, James, and then Cavani, and I think that's some good squad rotation uh, before our game against Everton. Maybe instead of James, we'll probably see Martial. Oh right, no, yeah, scrap that. Martial has to play. Martial is playing. So, yeah, yeah, he yeah, has yeah. to play. Yeah, he needs yeah. some match fitness. Yeah. Predictions for the Istanbul match. I'm going to say 2-0. Um, I think it's going to be a closer game. I think it's going to be a slugfest. Uh, I'm probably going to say like a, like a tight 2-1. Like last, last 10 minutes, we, we nab the win. I really hope not. But it's, it's, in, it's in Turkey, it is. right? It, it's away from We're home, away. so it's a little bit more yeah. difficult. And I don't know. We might, we might kind of have the blues from against Arsenal, right? I mean, we're in a really good position in the Champions League, and I feel like this is a perfect opportunity for us to blow it uh, and not beat this team. <laughs> hey, just get to nine points. That's I know, but it's such a thing. good opportunity to get to nine points right here, three games in, three wins, and I just think that we're going to choke this, you know? Could be a tie. We could easily get 12, if anything. We could get 12 I mean, next team matches. Okay, let's, let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. Let's, let's, let's try to get past this first yeah. week against uh, the Turkish team. I mean, we, we, we're showing them no respect. We don't even know their name that well. So, I only know that Rafael actually plays for the system yeah. team. Uh, is he, I wonder if he's going to play. I, I hope so. It, it, it'd be nice for him. I have no idea if he plays for them regularly yeah. or not. Me neither. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I watches the Turkish. But sh- shout out! To- <laughs> I apologize to our Turkish. Yeah, sorry listeners. about that, guys. But shout out to you guys because I think they won the league, right? I think that well, really? there's only one Turkish I, team I, that I... makes it to the Champions League. 
I have no idea. I thought it was maybe one. I, I thought it was I'm pretty sure they won the Turkish League. So shout out to you guys. Congratulations. Really? A, a Turkish club not named like Galatasaray, uh, yeah. Besiktas, or Fenerbahce didn't win the Turkish League? I got a yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, early kickoff time too on Wednesday. I believe it's at yeah, it's at twelve fifty five p.m. So uh, I'm nice. probably gonna try to time the time the lunch because you know we both got day jobs, so <laughs> we gotta yeah, we gotta we be respectful work. here. Yeah, for yes, the record, we, we have to work. <laughs> we will be uh, working. We'll, <laughs> I'm gonna be watching the first uh, forty five during lunch time, and then I'll I'll record the game and watch it later. Precisely yep. what I do. Yeah, okay. And then uh, after we play Everton on the weekend, um, I mean, we, you know, we could do a little bit, a little, a little quick talk about them, I guess. Just just a little bit. Yeah, we can save that for Thursday, but I, I keynotes, I believe Luca Digne and Richarlison will, will not be in the match due to either, no, I believe both were um, red card offenses. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Richarlison, yeah, so they'll be out. And Everton, you know, they lost two in a row there. So, um, I don't know. They're going to be desperate for a win, but hopefully we can – hopefully hopefully we can we can nab something. Um, all right, so I think, uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week um, on the Stratford and Chat. Again, uh, we will be back Thursday or maybe even Wednesday to, to break down um, the action against – Istanbul Besiktir or something like that. Um, That's actually here. Besiktir. Um, so yeah. yeah, join us. Join us then. Um, and yeah, you know, we mentioned it earlier, but follow us on on our our, our only social at the moment um, at Stretford Chat on Twitter. Again, no tweets there, but memes and in-game commentary coming soon. Um, Chris, did you want to? Did you have anything else to add? No. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll see you Thursday. See you Thursday. Cheers, everyone.